Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor, fightfulwrestling.com. It is March 18th, 2019. We are just three weeks away from WrestleMania. Fightful.com will be the place to be. We're going to have coverage of all kinds of events that weekend. I don't know what the podcast schedule is going to be like, but you know we're going to be here after all the major events. But maybe you want a little bit extra. You want a little bit more. You want some Q&A shows. You want NXT. You want 205 Live. You want UK covered. You want NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor. You want me doing an exclusive show. Why why not? FightfulSelect.com is the most direct way to support it. Today we had some exclusive info, some backstage reaction to the Anderson Gallows situation, which we might as well talk about here. We we got a lot to cram into this show, but check out FightfulSelect.com. There's probably something there that you will enjoy. You're going to enjoy Alex Pawlowski tonight. Here he is. Hi, Alex. Hello, everybody. It's uh, We missed St. Patrick's Day by, by one day, but I wanted to say top of the morning to you, all of our Australian listeners, because I believe it is morning there. I'm not getting pinched today. <laughs> That's for damn sure. So let's just go ahead and, and talk about some of the news that emerged today. Lots of news, Alex. And usually SmackDown is the show where we get to talk about news because – the the show itself isn't as long. People ask me, why don't you have three people on Mondays? Well, because if we have three people on Mondays, the show's going to be an hour and a half, two hours long. Yeah. Uh, that's why we used to on Tuesdays, why we talk news on Tuesdays. But there was a lot that happened today, Alex, uh, from the, the Warrior Award announcement and uh, the re-signings and the not re-signings. First off, DJ Z, AJ Styles, both going to be with WWE for the foreseeable future. DJZ, a new recruit. Uh, AJ Styles re-upped, did it unceremoniously, was just like, hey, by the way, re-signed. Also, Sinkara, you want to talk about maximizing what you've done. Uh, he's staying with WWE. What, what did you think of these? Uh, well, I, I, uh, I, I've been a fan of DJZ since before he almost died in the ring. Uh, but that's an amazing story, that to make it out of that, that crazy thing that happened to him in Mexico 
where like he was just just on the verge of death for days in a Mexican hospital uh, to make it out of that on the other side of that, make it to WWE. That's an amazing story that, that if they're smart, they'll use to tell when he's, when he's getting some kind of push in the cruiserweight division, probably if that still exists by the time he's up, but or, or next year, wherever he is, uh, that's an amazing story to tell. Uh, glad to have AJ Styles back in the fold. Um, it's, you know, I, I didn't think there was really that big of a chance of him leaving. I mean, it didn't feel like to me, um, but it's nice to see that he's going to stick around for a while. Uh, Sin Cara, man, t- yeah, exactly. Talk about maximizing what you got. I, got a I, shoe deal, my man. Yeah. He's got a shoe deal. <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time I saw him on my television. I had somebody say, uh, you know, people will always, they'll, they'll submit questions. Oh, would you ever want to work for WWE? Only if I was guaranteed a shoe deal. That's the dream. <laughs> I want a shoe deal. That's that's all that is appealing about that. So good for Sin Cara. AJ Styles is the guy that was going to have interests from everybody. Of course. And when I mean everybody, I mean Impact. I mean uh, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW. Uh, if you know what, I get the feeling Dave Lagana and Billy Corgan are probably gonna we're probably gonna try to ring them up and say, "Hey, former NWA champion AJ Styles, let's film some stuff." Yeah, this is AJ Styles is the rare guy who's been a legend every place he's worked, and he's worked every place. Like there yeah. there aren't there aren't many promotions out there where AJ Styles has not appeared, and he's always been you know uh, a super top guy in that in that uh, Fed. Yeah, um, I'll do. We'll talk more about this on Wednesday, probably tomorrow night as well. But names that aren't coming back, so it seems: Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. Now, Carl's played a bit of hokey pokey, saying, "Don't believe everything you read." I know he's relocated recently. He's he's moved from this beautiful area to uh, Florida. No more forty degree opening days for him, but hmm. doesn't look like they're coming back now. I talked to people in WWE and I had posted this on select. So I'll give you all a little, little tidbit here. One of the people that I talked to Alex, man, they couldn't have laid it out any better. They're not re-signing because they got benched. So WWE decided to bench them. Ah, huh. yeah, that makes huh. sense. That makes sense. Okay. Cause th- that was the news story was that Gallows and Anderson were taken off the road. We, we kind of knew they weren't going to re-sign, but the news today was they're taken off the road. So the thing is, the reason these guys likely did not want to resign is because they weren't on TV. And WWE said, well, you know what? Since you don't, how about you're not on TV or live events and we just pay you anyway? Yeah. Huh. I mean, uh, I, I did enjoy um, their work in the ring, um, especially since they turned babyface. Babyface Carl Anderson is a, is a, is a load of joy to watch. Fantastic. Um, the the biggest tragedy out of this, I think, undoubtedly, is that uh, when Southpaw gets a third season, we're not going to get to see those guys uh, doing their stuff on that because that was amazing. Two criminally underutilized guys. 100%. The fact – and, hey, there's still time. There's still time to put Balor and AJ Styles on the same show, have them feud over the allegiance of these two guys, integrate them, and then, you know what? Say SummerSlam, you do maybe Styles versus Balor. If one or the other wins, then the club leaves or something like that. 
write them off in a creative way. Uh, make a make a best out of what you got. Yeah, I I always thought it'd be a really cool thing to have Balor and 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 AJ feud, and and the club uh, Gallows and Anderson like have to choose the allegiance. Like, which guy are they going to back? They don't want to. They don't want to be in the middle of this. Like, hey guys, let's all get together. The four of us can run everything. But for some reason, Balor and Styles just can't get along to the point that, like, for example, Gallows chooses to go with Styles and Anderson chooses to go with with Balor. Like, like, and and how that breaks up Gallows and Anderson. Like, what is the what what could be the the catalyst to make that happen? Like, there was a really cool storyline they could have done, but we could probably say that with about you know several hundred storylines. Also, Warrior Award recipient this year, Sue Aitchison. Uh, Sue has helped grant over 6,000 wishes, putting smiles on kids' faces for over 30 years, said Stephanie McMahon. You know, we can talk about the Warrior Award and, and the person behind that, but all things considered, I think this is a great pick. This is a, a wonderful selection. Uh, something a little bit more close to the the original pitch, and I think uh, just an awesome selection. No, uh, yes, I, I think that is true. Uh, from all accounts, this woman is is amazing. Uh, and everyone who's come in contact with her has nothing but good things to say. Uh, the Warrior Award has always felt like this weird thing. Like, f- from from a lot of the stuff that we've heard uh, Mr. Hellwig say d- during his life. Uh, it doesn't I, here, I'll put it like this. I often hold out hope that this award was Vince McMahon's final troll on the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> For the Ultimate Warrior to say all the terrible things he said about people with cancer yeah. and and yeah. gay people and uh, of, of different races. For him to then give an award to handicapped people and people who had had cancer yeah. and fought all these things that, that he targeted. Hey, sure. Yeah, the the fact the fact that I mean the the idea that it, this entire thing is just one massive troll job by Vince on the on the Ultimate Warrior is at least as likely as it yeah. is, is is that this is what the Ultimate Warrior really wanted. Yes, yeah. So let's talk about Raw in Chicago. Ooh, this is the kind of place you need to be in when you're on the road to WrestleMania, Alex. Yes, it absolutely is. You need you need a place like this that's going to give these kind of reactions. And they gave a great one when Paul Heyman came out, healed the crowd in Chicago. I thought this was a pretty good promo. Uh, there were some people that were hung up on him saying moveset. I, I don't associate that with fakeness and all that. People do moves. I mean, it's... I mean, could, could, he, have, could he have said repertoire? Yeah, like I mean, like thing. it's a say, it's a synonym, guys. I mean, and the whole thing is that yeah, we, I mean, the move set. What is this like WWE 2K19? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, like yes, the move set. It's the the set of moves that Seth Rollins does is different than the set of moves that Braun Strowman does. Period. Yes, I loved this promo from Paul Heyman. He. <laughs> He put over Drew McIntyre, but not more than Brock Lesnar. Yes. He was like, Rollins, what are you doing? This guy is a career killer, not as much as Brock Lesnar is, but he's still a career killer. And Drew McIntyre, appropriately, because of how smug he is, is like, 
Uh, let me bask in this. You were saying what? And then Rollins comes out there and just abuses Drew McIntyre with a chair. Abuses Alex. Now, if you see the clip I posted on Twitter, you couldn't see the abuse that well because a cameraman was just violently shaking a camera. Yeah. The irony is the clip that came from WWE's Instagram looked way better, Alex. Yes, it did. Yeah. Especially with that cameraman in the background going up and down and up and down and up and down. <laughs> He's got to give himself a hernia. Um, yeah, uh, this was, this was really great. Um, I'm, I, I hope that we'll find out, uh, years from now that, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre was wearing a chair proof, like slab of something on his back, uh, because underneath that wonderful little zippered, uh, sleeveless smock vest thing that he has, if he was wearing something on his back, you would never know it. So that just he would just let let uh, Seth just lay into him. This is know? a WrestleMania 17 beat down here. Rollins laid it in, man, and, I, and laid it in. I know I complain about the production an awful lot. This did both Rollins and Drew McIntyre a disservice. When you do that and you make the chair shots that this guy is actually taking, Alex, yeah. look less painful. I'm pretty sure Drew McIntyre just a hunch doesn't appreciate that. He's no. like, hey, bro. I had to take those. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't. The, the yeah, the, the thing about it is, is that yes, we we can complain until we're blue in the face, and we do about the terrible production. Uh, so, and sometimes the they cam. fix stuff. Sometimes, and sometimes they do, but the shaky cam is ridiculous. Um, but listen, there's 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 the clip out there of the reverse angle of of a camera on the other side pointing past Rollins, and you can see a cameraman for WWE. And he's like pointing the camera down and up and down and up and squatting the whole time and backing up. And like he's working at his poor knee joints. Like when you actually see what, how unnatural the cameramen have to move and, and act in order to capture it the way Kevin Dunn wants it, you realize just how stupid this whole thing looks. It's rough, man. Rollins hits the ring. Lesnar leaves to a chorus of boos. Paul Heyman prevents him from getting back in the ring. Uh, I like this opening segment. It accomplished a lot, and the crowd was real good. I'll tell you what else I liked. The match, Braun Strowman and Finn Balor against Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. But if you ever wonder, if you ever hit, hit me up with a tweet, or just tweet it yourself, and say, why isn't Finn Balor getting pushed to the moon? This promo right here. This one is a pretty good indication. Balor cuts a promo, which I'm sure he was instructed. Alex, did you know St. Patrick's Day was this weekend? I knew. I I knew. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know by looking at me, but I was aware. Oh, same, same. Well, <laughs> Balor didn't have the luck of the Irish last week. <laughs> Uh, really capitalizing on super topical St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. This just was not good. This was not good. Leo Rush, I I did find it kind of funny that he called Finn Balor a leprechaun. Not because that joke is funny. Because I, I hear everybody call Conor McGregor that all the time. But because it's Leo Rush saying it, who is like three inches shorter. Yeah. That was uh, funny. I, 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 
I did I did kind of want Balor to to pull a Triple H interrupt the promo and be like I'm four and a half inches taller than you sport yeah like let's just just get out get that out there right right to begin with well Braun is Balor's partner we get the picture in picture treatment on Raw what you yeah. think of that that's hey that fine fine with me uh yeah I'm 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 cool with that uh more of that. Uh, please, uh, the more of this stuff I get to watch without having to be like, ah, oh, and Raw rolls on three different times during the same match. I'd like to be able to actually watch the match that's happening. Thanks. Well, Balor gets worked over by both heels. Leo is pretty hilarious because he'll get tagged in. He gets punched one time and stumbles over <laughs> into the corner and tags out to Lashley. He's so good, Alex. He's great. Uh, my favorite one part of Leo's shtick tonight was where he uh, he wanted to do, I think, the frog splash, and Balor moved early enough that he was able to like roll through it, but he rolled all the way into Braun's corner, and he just stood up right in Braun's face and then fell back down on his butt yes. and ran away. He looked like a Scooby-Doo character while seeing a ghost. It was great. He really gets it. and uh... He totally does. And I like that, man. He he's going above and beyond to try to improve, and like he's just one of the, those guys. He gets it in the ring, he gets it on the mic. His body language is there. Uh, he has me blocked on Twitter. That's a, that's another point for him. But Leo is out of luck when he doesn't have Lashley to tag anymore. <laughs> yes, he rolls over in that corner and he's like, oh, oh no. no. And I think this is really where his worth is highlighted. He makes Braun Strowman look like a million bucks, Alex. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That chokeslam, he went up and did a moonsault bump on it. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, this was all this is all so great. And also it 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 I mean it you should fear for the person that Braun is is in the ring against. Like Braun is gigantic. They've been this thing like an offhanded uh, offhanded remark about Braun's in the best shape of his life. I mean, Probably he certainly looks leaner than he ever has, and in his his arms are just supernaturally large. Um, so yeah, when when he's in the ring with a guy who's literally much smaller than half his size, yeah, we we should be worried about uh, what if Braun throws him too far and he lands in the third row. Like we should be worried about that kind of stuff because it makes Braun seem like the big deal that he is. Oh, whoops. Is it a feud with the guys from SNL? We'll talk more about that later. Uh, Leo did get thrown around quite a bit, but Lashley saved him with a big spear. He, uh, Lashley and Balor took, took each other out. <laughs> Leo hit a frog splash, but Braun threw him all the way up in the air on that kick out. Leo runs away. Lashley saves him from getting mowed down, but then Lashley just leaves Leo to get choke slammed, power slammed, and pinned. Match was all over the place, but it was good. It was a blast. Um, Outside of the main event, by far the best thing on this show. In in the ring, at the very least. Because yeah. the in-ring on Raw has been way less than it, it had been in over the last year or so. But to be honest with you, if they're sacrificing that to develop stories, to make these matches and the culmination mean more, I'm behind that. And this one delivered on a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, this is... Yeah, I I I, I, I agree. I mean, they do need to do more to make the Mania stuff mean more because they're trying to get it all done in three and a half weeks. But that's just the way it's working is that they've, they've started late to book to build these things. And so we have, you know, we don't have like 
a feud that began at the Royal Rumble when X eliminated Y. And then they were like, hey, you know, blah, 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 you and and your mother or whatever. We have that thing that lasts through February. And then we think that feud's ending, but nope, it's started over again. And so you have four months of the build culminating in a match at WrestleMania. That doesn't happen anymore. Now we got guys challenging dudes to fights three weeks out. Well, that's kind of what happened later on. Braun said that he was going to enter the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Quite frankly, what should have happened last year right. uh, is happening this year. I'm hoping he eliminates everybody. Colin Jost and Michael Shea try to jump in at, at the end and get eliminated. If they cause him to be eliminated, he's probably chasing them throughout the venue all night, which yes. could probably be pretty funny. Here's here's what they should do because l- listen, they're they're SNL guys. Come on, let let them let them write some stuff. Like you could easily come go in earlier in the week and and have it be really funny with like pre-tape stuff of him chasing them through all of New York's big landmarks and tourist areas. And then you could have him chasing he chases them out of the out of the arena and then you can play little tapes of that through the whole thing. If you're going to if you're going to make it stupid at least make it clever and funny and yeah you know i mean like i don't know they, they could you, you could have them chase them through times square and you know that you i'm just saying the venue is actually in new jersey you know I they know. do that oh, <laughs> I know. they do of that of course they would they, that's, they're <laughs> saying it's wrestlemania in new york the city yeah. that never sleeps east rutherford no i mean come on oh, they're gonna shove it like niagara falls or something yeah. <laughs> the other end of the state yes oh man <clears throat> Alexa Bliss says that she wants to bring peace to these people. Jost, Shay, and Braun. And Braun says he'll he'll try to make an effort for her. Uh, did you catch the, the thing that the, the the play on words that they used to make uh, make Braun dumb? No, want, it wasn't. I, I want to broker some peace. Don't worry, there won't be any broker after I break them. Oh, get it? Because it's broker means to. to well, that's more broken. Get it? He also said, big and dumb. He also said, the matter of the fact is, or he said it backwards, whichever, yeah. whichever way it was. Fact of the matter. Yeah. Speaking of Alexa Bliss, she's out for a moment of bliss. Brings out Elias. Says that it's a safe space. He says that he's going to be the musical headliner for WrestleMania and dares anyone to interrupt him there. Before we get into the interruption that inevitably happens, Elias is a musical guest. What we've pretty much been saying all along, and that is Elias. He does not have to wrestle to be over. He he has to wrestle maybe once every month or two to even be useful, quite frankly, because he's very good at what he does. He is somewhat of a special attraction, Alex. Yes, uh, I agree. He doesn't have to wrestle uh, any more than once every two months, but the, the, the conundrum that I find is that I think he's really good at wrestling. I think he's got a lot of really fun moves. I love the way he he the snap on his finisher is really cool. That the the thing where he catches dudes out of the air with that flying knee. Like I I think he's a good wrestler. I want to see him wrestle more. But also, I don't you don't need to see him wrestle every week in order for him to stay over. So it's kind of like, you know, uh damn if you do, damn if you don't. Well, heavy machinery and no way in no way Jose interrupt. Well, at least Jose's conga line did. Elias goes off on heavy machinery, and then Jose, d- disguised as a member of the conga line, attacks Elias. And then for some reason, Elias' music plays. 
Don't know why, but we get a match. And this was real elementary. Uh, body slams, punches, splashes, knee drop. This is a WWE super or WWF superstars match from 1989. Mm-hmm. Except you don't have like there would always be that one really reckless move that ends up getting posted on Twitter 30 years later, and people go, "Damn, can't believe he lived through that spot." And you find out <laughs> that the jobber wrestled like two days later. <laughs> but <laughs> elbow drop, drift away. I will say this, the conga line being hype as hell behind helped hide the fact that there was no heat for this. Yeah, well, there's you know, no, there's no heat for it. I mean, it, it, at least, hear, it at least had a point because yes, there was there was backstory. I mean, also the, the, the conga line was led out there by Otis. So that's a thing like like heavy machinery and, and no Jose are friends, I guess. Um, well, maybe uh, they'll but, be never open weight six man tag champions one day and not be on <laughs> TV every week. Um, you always hear about Vince taking notice of people because some weird thing that they do, like the way they tell tell him a joke is like, ah, I like you, you're in the thing, or hey, you changed your look. I, you always look like that. I I, I honestly wonder if No Way Jose did the braids and the green hair, and Vince was like. You're still here. Great. Go out there and do things for a couple of weeks on TV that you haven't done in months. Sometimes so he reminds me of like Mr. Burns and Don Mattingly. <laughs> Get rid of those sideburns, Mattingly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, this, at least there was a point to this, but oh, boy. This next match made me sad. Kurt Angle comes out. Thanks, WWE and the McMahons, for making his uh, WrestleMania retirement match a possibility and letting him choose his opponent, Baron Corbin. Now, nobody in this arena wants that to happen. Very few people online want it to happen. I saw some playing devil's advocate portraying this as some masterful long-term storytelling, and I'm thinking, huh? Huh? Like out of the last six months where this long-term storytelling has happened, like maybe six times it's been mentioned. Like maybe here and there you get you get an offhand comment from Baron Corbin and he beat Angle and all that. If it's a squash either way, I'm probably not gonna complain, but I'm not exactly sold that this will actually be the match yet. Yeah, we can only hope. Uh so earlier today. I noticed that WWE has partnered with a thing that I thought died when I was in grade school, Garbage Pail Kids, to create new t-shirts because they're always hip. I mean, if they're making a comeback, fine. I haven't I haven't seen it. But those were things when I was in fourth grade, uh, Garbage Pail Kids. And uh, I was so confused. Uh, Sean, I, I, I am more confused by the idea that they're like, you know what? We're going to pay off this long-term booking with our big old Baron Corbin match at Mania, and everyone's going to love it. Considering you had Kurt Angle come out last week and say, I'm going to have a retirement match at Mania, and I'll, we'll figure out who our, my opponent's going to be later and everyone's like oh my god here insert all of these dream matches here nobody said corbin and most people said john cena we said john cena last week the idea that they were like oh everyone's gonna love this long-term storytelling watch him be so excited to, to see kurt angle finally 
put the demons to bed and beat Baron Corbin. Like Baron Corbin doesn't have that type no. of heat where people are like, man, can't wait to watch him wrestle because you know what's going to happen. He'll have his couple of really cool spots. Deep six, always an awesome spot. As yeah. we saw later, later tonight, end of days, great finish. I like yeah. the choke slam backbreaker. I like his punch. He does when somebody jumps in the ring, but you know, you're getting that, uh, cross face gig yep. right there. You know, that's happening. Oh boy. So Chad Gable comes out, practically dressed as Kurt Angle, and thanks Kurt for the opportunity. And boy, did this match go on a long time. This is one of the worst matches I've seen in recent Raw memory. And boy, does that make me sad because I really enjoy both of these guys. You can see pretty early on why Kurt needs to hang it up. He missed Gable's drop toe hold big time. Now, part of that's got to be on Gable. Gable's got to assess the situation and say, hey, I go through this spot where I do this wrist lock, headlock, turn, Mm -hmm. then into a drop toe hold. Maybe Kurt ain't up for that. Maybe he's a step behind. And Kurt was more than a step behind. He was like, he was like a a few cars behind. Yeah. It was not good looking. Uh, The crowd was being very generous to this match. Yeah. Like for, for every crowd, even this one that chanted CM Punk later, they were giving Kurt Angle every chance they could. And, I admire and I appreciate that. They're chanting, you still got it, but that is just not the case in this that's, match. That's a lie, unfortunately. It, unfortunately, this match was at a crippling, sad pace. We went through a commercial on thinking, oh no, this isn't good. Uh, the highlight of this match was a good back body drop by Kurt, but he applies an ankle lock on a sunset flip, but it gets rolled through. Gable applies one of his own. When ankle When Angle flips him for the roll through, lots of miscommunication there. Didn't look good. Then this confusing DDT reversal, the Olympic slam, that everybody in the venue thought that Gable got hit with a spine buster or something. Ankle lock gets the win. Crowd was great, but this match was just bad. And I yeah. hate that. Yeah, it, it made me sad because like my the the original booking that I had when Kurt came back was, oh, it's so great. American Alpha has an actual thing that they can do is they can say, we want to impress Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle can wrestle with them a few times, be their de facto manager. And so they did this weird thing where Jason Jordan was Angle's long lost son. You know, Chad Gable wrestled with Shelton Benjamin for a while. That went nowhere. Now he's Bobby Roode's kid, I guess. And uh, I, I I love the idea of, of Chad Gable, like, looking up to Kurt his entire life. I mean, why wouldn't you? This guy is the guy who who was a legitimate wrestler, won a gold medal, then went on to, to be one of the greatest in professional wrestling ever. Chad Gable can emulate that. Like, he's trying to – he was a great, um, you know, uh, uh, his Olympic actual wrestler, goes on be in, into professional wrestling. That makes all the sense in the world. And, like, thinking to myself, I absolutely would want to watch Gable versus Angle a million times over before I'd ever want to see Angle versus Corbin again. But then I watched this match and I thought to myself, yeah, I don't need to see Gable slow everything down and not like do what he can do in order. So Angle can keep up. It was just kind of, it it's ready for Kurt. It's time for Kurt to go. Unfortunately, Alex, Kurt is an Olympic hero. He is, but there's say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No such thing as an old limp dick hero. No, there, there doesn't exist. No, yeah, I, 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 I don't know of one. Doesn't exist. And as a wise man once said, there ain't nothing wrong with silver. Ain't nothing wrong with silver. But you want that gold medal performance. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think, oh God, it's time to hang it up. It's just time to retire it. Things have been underwhelming. They've been very Baron Corbin for you lately. Mm. Deep six, deep five, deep seven, deep eight. You know, we're not here to judge whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to be on that. You want to be on that. You want to be on that grand or... stage. You yeah, want to yeah. be on under the bright lights. Yeah. Blue Chew will make sure that your performance is there. Blue Chew that's blue like the color blue. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can keep it going through the commercial break, or you can say, let's go home right now. It's really up to you. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. It's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. They're made in the USA so you can be an American hero. Since it prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, you get them for free. Hot damn, Alex. Free. 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 It's free, Alex. You, you, You can... You can convey your amazement because I know that you're amazed. It's free. You use the code Fightful. You just pay $5 shipping. It's better, cheaper, and faster. Hit them up at GetBlueChew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. And tell them there is no such thing as an Olymp Dick hero. No such thing. It does not exist. And hey, did Did you say free? I said free. Free. My blue chew segue, guys. Thanks. Did I tell? Did you see by chance? I'll tell you who it is off the air, even though they might bust my balls about it. <laughs> we had a friend of the show hit me up yeah. right ahead of my Ring of Honor uh, pay per view post show. By the way, guys, yeah. over there in the archives, check it out. Also, I did a Q and A show last week to preview Fightful Select. So <laughs> let me pull this up. They hit me up and they said, so I got some blue chew for shits and giggles. Dude, I just fucking laid pipe, bro. 
<laughs> People get so excited. They just got to let us know, right? Got to let it know. That's right. Man, man, this is a very successful business person, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm proud. I'm proud of what we've helped achieve in the world. Where are we on the show? Oh, here we are. Bailey is calm. Sasha a little bit more heated in the ring with Charlie Caruso, which makes me, Alex, want so badly a Lex Luger sting vibe between Bailey and Sasha Banks, where Bailey is all wholesome and Sasha is just an ass. Yeah, no, that that that, that would actually seem to meld really well with their with their characters that we've known over the years. It, it works. It makes sense, but. They're going to appear on SmackDown Live tomorrow. Divas of Doom come out, and Beth puts them over. I like seeing Beth back, but I'll tell you what. Her saying that Tamina and Nia woke up the dragon. Huh? What is that, Alex? I don't know what that is. It was a Blue Chew segue, but I already used a better one. So so if you need your dragon woken up, BlueChew.com code Fightful. If your dragon's been asleep for too long, <laughs> you're ready for it to breathe some fire. Oh, Either way, the challenge is laid down. Beth and Natalia, Sasha and Bailey, and I loved it. Should have been Sasha that said this, though. Sasha should have said, Are you sure you're kind of old? Well, this, I, I honestly thought. Bailey, I wish they had done more to phrase it in this way because this is what I thought it was. The spirit was intended. Beth, I'm. I totally can't wait to to, to face you. You've been retired for six years. Maybe you want to train some, like actually have other matches before you come in and have this match. Because I don't want this match. I want this match to be the best match it could possibly be, and I want you to be in absolute perfectly fighting shape and have have wrestle like that. Not, not like you're so old. Well, but it's been so long since you had a match. It felt like it was like Bailey coming from a place of let's give the people the best match possible. Maybe that doesn't get that can't happen in 20 days. Now, Beth can take offense to that, but I don't think Bailey meant it as such. Now, what Sasha said later to Natalia, she meant that shit. And I want everyone out there to show me the lie. Go ahead and was, get into it. None. Yeah. Go ahead and get into it. Sasha says to Natalia, which is great. Where I what I love was earlier, Beth says, the best in the women's division, Natalia, and, and Sasha you can watch Sasha Banks mouth. Oh, really? Really, Natalia the best. But later, Sasha says, Natalia, come on, everyone knows you're just riding Beth's coattails because otherwise you wouldn't even have a match at Mania. And it stings. It stings because it's true. Yeah. Well, Sasha and Natty went at it. This led to a match. I, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, are Bailey and Sasha heels or baby faces? Considering Sasha and her attitude in and out of the ring and also how aggressive Bailey wrestles. Bailey is a really aggressive wrestling baby face, and I like that. I, I'm okay with it being situational, especially if it's like how I mentioned. If Sasha is the heelish side, but Bailey's like, hey, she's my best friend. Yes. I don't care how she acts. I'm taking up for her. That is the Sting-Luger <laughs> dynamic. Sting was a baby face. Luger yeah. was a heel. Yeah. And Luger tried, at least tried to minimize how much of an asshole he was because yeah. he was Sting's buddy. Sting, on the other hand, was like, listen, I know he's kind of a dick, but yeah. he's my friend. Yes. 
it was I thought that was one of the most unique best dynamics in tag team wrestling period. I loved that. And yeah. I think that implementing that 23 years later with a couple of really talented women would work, but Sasha in particular is good with that. Her offense works really well. Nia interrupts the match to cut a promo, which for some reason is allowed. How does that yeah. make sense? It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. within the realm of this show, they're like, hey, Nia, take this mic and ruin this match. Yeah. Oh, two former champions are going at it, but who cares? Who cares? You've got something to say, girl. Um. It was very also again. We we'll, we'll talked. We talked really about how the crowd was definitely not into the idea of Angle versus Corbin at Mania. The crowd was super into the idea of Sasha and Bailey versus Divas of Doom, and super not into the idea of a triple threat also involving Nia and Tamina. Like not at all. Like they're they're not into that. And guess what? Neither am I. Sitting at home on my couch. Like, I was never a giant Divas of Doom fan, but I'm super into to watching Beth Phoenix's comeback match as, 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 a, in a, as a tag team uh, for the tag team titles at Mania versus Sasha and Bailey. Sure. Not, Nia and Tamini, you girls had your shot. You lost. Back of the line. Nia, go in there to the Women's Battle Royal, whatever they're calling it this year, and, and pull on. Eliminate everybody. I don't care. You want to give her a spot that makes her look strong? That's fine. But we don't need them in this. We just don't need him in this. Like, not 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 Beth Phoenix's first match back, where Nia and her have miscommunication and 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 you know that we don't need that ruining what could be a really great match. I, I don't need to see it. Well, this match gets stopped pretty early. Yep. Backstage, we see Mojo Raleigh talking to himself. These started like seven weeks ago. Yeah, but how long has it been since the last one? A month. No, I think they did one like a month. No, 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 no. They did one a fast lane. They did one a fast lane. That's right. But on Raw, it's been like a month. It's been a while. Been a while. Ricochet gets a really good reaction. Ricochet versus Jinder Mahal is not a match I thought I was going to see, and I was kind of curious about. And Mahal did a really good job of making me not curious about it anymore. Yeah. This was the opposite of what Ricochet should be doing. <laughs> no, Ricochet doesn't uh, listen. Somebody said this. Uh, I think it was our actual uh, Fightful Wrestling Twitter account um, who said that Jinder's only still there so he can get beaten every now and then. And Michael Gold can say, so-and-so just pinned the former world champion. Yes, correct. It's That's just that's the only reason he's there is to take losses that make other guys look good by comparison because you can say Jinder used to be champion, and when he loses, it's supposed to mean something even though it clearly doesn't. And, and he'll have a career pretty much forever because of that. That's true. I mean, a lot of people point at Jack Swagger, and I'm like, man, well, one, WWE's going to come calling for him again if he, keeps, if he keeps winning MMA fights. Plus, if you've seen what kind of shape he's in, holy crap. Yeah. But – they wanted to keep him. <laughs> yeah. He left. They offered him a deal. Great Kali. They didn't push him out the door. Yeah. He finally left and is making all kinds of money uh back home now. Like they they don't traditionally just fire a lot of people. Who who is the last WWE champion that they just let go of and fired? I don't with, know. Without some controversial incident. Like as I'm trying to remember. My God, man, it's it's been a while. And yeah. Mahal, this was not a good match. This this was a lot of slowdown. This was a lot of 
in the ring facing the the, the camera rest hold crap, man. Yeah, it's it's the Mahal special. This is and then it's the, I I I can I can let it stand in a match like this because I know the end result is going to be um, Ricochet getting out of it, doing crazy things where he flips, does his little Fosbury flop moonsault thing on three guys on the outside, and then hits a thing where his body's rotating way, way, way too fast uh, for his finisher. I know I get to see that at the end. What I hate is the Jinder Mahal match versus somebody whose who's finish is just, you know, getting out and then, you know, putting somebody on the ground again. Like, I don't – those are the problems that I like where, where it's Jinder Mahal – yeah, where, where there's no payoff when the actual babyface gets to get out and do something fun. I, I'll forgive this because of it is what it is. I, I'm glad – here's the thing. The, the thing that meant the most to me out of all this is when Ricochet's music hit, to start off this segment, the crowd popped real hard. For yeah, him. they love this guy already as well. They should, but this guy's a this guy is a future multi-time world champion, WWE Universal, whatever. If they as long as they don't ruin him with terrible booking, this guy's going to be over huge immediately, and he can do whatever you want with whatever type of guy he's got in the ring against him. Speaking of that stat, I was asking about. I, I look back and the only even recent somewhat recent former WWE champions that aren't with the company are CM Punk who left right. and had a lawsuit and Del Rio, who was incredibly problematic. <laughs> yeah. Outside of people like that who were problematic, they, they don't just straight up cut people like Rob Van Dam left and Steve Austin retired. And, and I can't find any that they just let go of Yokozuna, uh, I guess well, Sid yeah, was problematic, true. but yeah, had Yokozuna stayed in shape, if Mahal gets morbidly obese, yeah, they'll cut him. <laughs> but yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be there for a long time. Space flying tiger drop gets gender in the sings. Crowd fortunately forgot about the previous five minutes. Six thirty gets the win. Yep. Woof. Ronda Rousey arrived with her husband Travis Brown backstage. I like them integrating him from a heat aspect now. A lot of people dislike Travis Brown for a lot of reasons. Uh, Mediocre fighter, whatever. There were some allegations from his ex-wife of domestic abuse once upon a time. Uh, There was an independent investigation that the UFC had a former FBI uh, investigator conduct that couldn't prove these claims. There was a lot of uh, conflicting reports about this and... Then I think I believe she the, the ex-wife said she was going to press charges, never ended up doing so, but has not like wavered in her claims. So that's going to draw heat in the wrong kind of way. Uh, hard for me to say, did this happen? Did this not happen? I don't know. So I can't really comment on that beyond the facts that I know. But Travis Brown is an on-screen character in WWE right now. And I think for the purposes of what's going on, it was effective, Alex. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I saw him backstage, I was like, that's a choice. Um, I didn't realize where it was going by the end. Um, uh, I, the backstage thing was funny to me because because John Cone comes out there with all of his little black-shirted uh, security guys, and he's like, the McMahons have told me to relay this message to you. I am the referee, and so that is my job now because we've never actually seen this before. Usually it's a guy in a suit, but apparently that guy's in catering. 
So I'm going to come over here and tell you this thing. Please don't do the stuff you did last week. Uh, I did love uh, Ronda's reaction, which is just like, yeah, whatever, and, and leave. I mean, this this Ronda, this version of Ronda is effective. I, I could do without the whole, like, everything's fake. I kick everybody's ass yeah. in two minutes. Uh, I could I could I could do without that thing, but her just just hating everybody that makes sense to me. I mean, it, you aren't alone in that thought. We interviewed uh, Dan Lambert, American Top Team manager, who it, like he who said in a feature that we wrote this weekend. He thought that was cringeworthy. He's a guy who manages MMA fighters, yeah. and he was like, "Ah, I didn't like that." And not only that, he manages an MMA fighter that beat Ronda Rousey. Yep. So when when and he knows pro wrestling, he was a very effective heel on Impact Wrestling. He knows his stuff. He was like, man, maybe say MMA fighters are tougher. You guys are wimps like that. But uh, I think he was in agreement that that undermined everything. WrestleDania is upon us. I'm pissed off that she didn't say it, but. Uh, she cuts a promo backstage, and it was it was all right. She said she only had to be better for three seconds. Inside the match, she caught a kick and slapped Rousey, and it was a slap, Alex. It was a good, it was a good slap. It, it was, was a slapping. It was a good slap. It was not as good as the knee that followed it up. Oh, no. There was a, a nice enziguri, a yeah. real nice knee, and let me just get the hose. <laughs> oh. Man, just moisten myself up there. I have long complained about the Ronda Rousey armbar. Mm-hmm. Man, I even checked it. I even relayed it to to one of my catch coaches. They're like, man, that armbar ain't no good. What's going on here? She knows how to do an armbar. But when you bend the, the arm the way that she has been, it does not, it's not, it doesn't work. And then she had the balls to criticize Becky Lynch's, which actually almost finished the UFC fight this weekend, by the way. Mm. When Ronda Rousey did the armbar and did it right, like, and I mean, it's not like she didn't know how to do it. She's literally the best armbar artist in women's MMA history. Yeah. It was a thing of beauty. And Dana Brooks sold it like a million bucks, made her look great. This did a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, something I, I've seen on social media since that match was, you know, why even build up Dana with all this stuff and, you know, it, it, for her to get squashed. Well, precisely, to, to give you false hope, we ha- we're supposed to hate Ronda now. If they're trying to make you like Dana and root for her, and then Ro- Ronda not only beats her easily, but keeps the hold on for several seconds after Dana's tapped out, further injuring her, I, 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 I thought, well, I mean... Dana's never on TV very rarely, rarely anyway. I thought they might have gone for the whole thing and like had her kayfabe break her arm. Like they had Angle kayfabe break a Scotty Two Hotties ankle that one time. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, uh, they could, but Dana's going to be in that battle royal in three weeks. That, that is true. I forgot about that. She could be in there with a cast on. Why yeah, not? Sure. But uh, Rousey goes over and kisses Travis Brown. Now, this is just my hunch. I'm not reporting anything, but I get the feeling that Vince McMahon was like, oh, all the men will know they can't have her now. That's <laughs> a heel. <laughs> <laughs> that big, bald son of a bitch. Just get in. Get in there. Yes, all, all, <laughs> Let me all show you how it's done. 
all all women wrestlers must be seen as being uh, attainable. Yeah, yeah, you just know it. <laughs> yep, uh, that's just my hunch. How, that's absolutely how Vince would see things. You are correct. Yep. Uh, they each beat up security guards, which I thought was nice, and run off together. This just this did scream heel there. And a lot of people are going to say a lot of things about Travis Brown. Hey, makes me hate Ronda Rousey more as a character. That douchiness just exudes off of him well, and I mean, covers Ronda Rousey. Regardless of Travis Brown's history, if you look at it as just the idea of the character is Ronda Rousey's husband, who who you know would be rooting for her and happy for her that she beat this woman very quickly. Sure. Um, uh, then you have the, the the security guy come over, and sh- she beats him down. And then another guy gets in his face. Yeah, he's going to take a punch at this guy too because you know he's they're they're anti his wife. And I like the idea of him just lifting her over the barricade and saying, "No, no, no, we're not getting in this thing, honey. Like this is fine. We're gonna we're gonna go our own way." And I like her, you know, like trying to fight back against it. This is this makes sense. It all this all makes sense. It's fine. Uh, I don't know. When you add on Travis Brown's history and the, you know possible history, if that makes it a little bit more problematic than it needs to be, sure. um, but again, you know the most important thing in WWE is heat and getting it. So that's that's something's going to work. Dana Brooke lasted longer than both Kat Zingano and Alexis Davis did. She should probably be in the UFC top ten. Probably. Apollo Crews defeated Baron Corbin backstage. I loved this skit. This skit was good. Baron Corbin is backstage bragging to the revival. And Dawson and Wilder are like, yeah, man. Yeah, whatever. Neat. Cool. Whatever. (laughs) Apollo Crews comes up and asks for a match. (laughs) And while Baron's trying to cut a snarky promo, Apollo cuts him off like four times. Yeah. Because Baron's trying to say, you've got integrity. You've got intensity, but and Apollo's like, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. And Del Corbin's like, yes, fine. That was that was good on Corbin. He he just wanted to spit out his line so bad. Apollo wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, Apollo said, Nobody likes you. And the revival were like, Yeah, we don't like you either. It worked for everybody in this segment. Yeah. No, no, I but I love what I love was Baron doing like to the revival, what are you talking about? These guys like me. <laughs> no, we don't, and they leave. the uh, The thing that this was all great uh, and, and proves that the revival can can also do this stuff uh, as well. Um, but I would. This is the part where I mentioned what happened on main event and why it has me sad. Uh, the revival is angling for a two out of three falls match versus Gable at Root and Rude at WrestleMania. If you're wondering whether or not that's likely to happen, tonight they teamed with The Ascension versus Titus O'Neil and the Lucha House Party on main event in an eight-man mm-hmm. tag. They lost. Yeah, so well. prob- probably not, probably not, but it, I, 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 I'm happy that the, the Revival have the belts. I'd like, I'd like for them to be utilized more on Raw, thanks. Yeah. Cruz back, flipped out of a choke slam, walked into a good deep six. This, this is after a Cruz dive and Corbin... Slowing him down. Then Cruz just wins out of nowhere with a small package. Uh, based on Kurt Angle's in-ring performance tonight, Corbin probably needs to eat a few more losses to make him look like he can. they're going to be at the same speed. But 
Ish. Ish. I mean, I'll see where this goes. I'll see if there's any plan for it because, quite frankly, this doesn't change my opinion of Baron Corbin one iota based on what it was before tonight. It doesn't change anything. Well, no, I mean, that's the thing is that that if you're going to have him be the guy who is who is worthy of uh, Kurt Angle's last match at Raw, if you want to do the thing where Kurt's retiring anyway, but 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 actually what Baron wants is like to really hurt him on his way out the door. Um, usually you have that guy be made to look strong in the weeks leading up to mania. Like he could actually do that thing instead of, you know, getting rolled up by Apollo Cruz. But you know, I, I don't run the, the, this uh, company, so I don't know anything. No Roman Reigns, no triple H on tonight's show, but we did get Dave Batista live via satellite, talked about how Triple H used him like he used others and says that now that he's a movie star, he was able to get what he demanded. I thought Michael Cole was decent in the in the interview process, but Batista wasn't having it and said that he hopes that Triple H gets fired by Vince McMahon and his professional career is ended because his in-ring career will be ended at WrestleMania, Alex. Yeah, I, I honestly thought they were going to do more of the stuff that we've known about, you know, in the in behind the scenes for a few years. I thought they were going to be like, I, listen, I wanted to come back and I wanted to to have my my final match here, and they said I wasn't a big enough star. So now look at me now, I'm 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 in. I was in the biggest movie of the year last year. I'm going to be in the biggest movie of the year this year. Um, I, I'm a huge movie star. I'm in this thing and this thing. I've got this. Buddy cop comedy that's coming out this summer. Uh, I'm I'm a huge movie star. I'm a giant star. Now they can't ignore me anymore. But now it's not going to be just my last match at Mania. It's also going to be Hunter's last match at Mania. Like I feel like they could have done a lot more of that and like been laid it out straight that way as opposed to yeah, back in Evolution he was really mean to me a few times. You know, like ah, I don't, I feel like you could keep it at this this everything that's I feel like you can keep it about everything that's happened since he since he quit the last time. I think you yeah. can keep it, keep it as that. It doesn't have to go back 10 years. Just got word from local comp WWE. It is a uh, Twitter account that tells you who the local competitors were. How about this for two members of the conga line? Flash Flanagan. Ooh. And Skid Marks from <laughs> Tough Enough. I thought that was him. I thought that was him. That's a good one. That is a good one. Drew McIntyre challenges Roman Reigns to a fight at WrestleMania. Kind of. He actually challenged Joe on Hawaii. Yeah. But I saw a couple people take an issue with this. I don't since it was introduced as such. I mean, real names, character names, don't have as much of an issue with that. They're blurring the lines a lot lately. This is not nearly as bad as other things they've done, especially since, and I, I like that 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 Drew came out and said it. You told us to call you that, so that's what I'm going to call you from now on. I think that's I think that's fine. I think I think it, it helps with his healness. And uh, this is a hell of a WrestleMania match. Roman Reigns is going to win it. Yeah, but. It is a hell of a WrestleMania match. It is a WrestleMania-worthy match, Alex. Yes, it is. Um, uh, Drew is, I, I think, is he's Bizarro Reigns, if that makes any sense. Like, 
He's they're basically the same size. Drew's taller, but like they're basically the same size. Uh, and one one guy wins matches by throwing himself at you uh, horizontally head first. The other one throw, wins matches by throwing himself at you horizontally feet first. The, he's the absolute polar opposite, and yet they're the same guy. I think it's a he's a he's a perfect um, foil for Roman as Roman gets back into like full-time uh, wrestling and probably let's be honest, is the w- is the universal champ by SummerSlam. It's, it's great to have a guy who's, who's decided it's, it's his life's mission to ruin, ruin Joe Anawai. And if you're going to lose to somebody at WrestleMania, why not be the big dog of the world wrestling federation? Yeah. I mean, Hey, uh, this match was good. Uh, they're brawling. Rollins says this is why he did what he did earlier because McIntyre's an ass. Rollins gets a tilt a whirl, but eats a suplex. I love Drew moving out of the way of the moonsault outside. Yes. Why not do that? Uh, during the break, Drew does the throwplex. Rollins counters a powerbomb with a nice hair, Rana, but gets a side belly to belly suplex into the barricade. There was a great sequence where Rollins hit those suicide dives. I'm not usually keen on that spot. But these two made it look great. Sling Blade hit as well. Rollins was rolling. Superplex Falcon Arrow. And then Lesnar's music hits. Drew McIntyre hits the Claymore. And that's a wrap. I thought this was a very good match. With a ah ending. It's stupid baby face syndrome. It, it, yes. It, it protects, it protects uh, both McIntyre and, in a way, Seth. Even though he's stupid. He didn't lose because he lost. He lost because the bad guy made him look the other way. Um, uh, that's just... I, I didn't think either one of these guys could lose clean in this match uh, on, on on the road to WrestleMania. I think both of these guys need to be, be protected. Um, and they were, in a way. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Eh. Uh, don't, I don't love babyfaces being distracted by everything, but since that is a trope that continues to exist, this is a least a decent way of utilizing it. After the show, Ambrose came out, made the save, but was not on TV. They did air it on WWE.com. But that's a wrap on Raw. We are back Tuesday after SmackDown. Jimmy Van is back on Wednesday. Listen, your boy is back. Uh, last week, in case you missed it, I did a free preview of the FightfulSelect.com service. Every other week I do a Q&A show. But last week, I gave it to you guys for free. When you subscribe, you can ask unlimited questions. Check it out. Eventually, I'm going to make that a weekly show. We're going to keep adding stuff. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. It is the most direct way to support us. You can follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online or Fightful Wrestle. But most importantly, visit FightfulWrestling.com. Thank you guys so much. Leave a thumbs up. Fightful subscribe. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.